Hello, Hello tea sippers. I'm Steph. And I'm Tamar. Welcome to Au Pair Tea. Where we spill all the tea on Au Pair Life. So sit back with your best cuppa and let's dive in. Welcome to episode 8 of Opeti the podcast. Thanks for coming back guys, nice to have you. Yes, we really appreciate you coming back here every week. <laughs> they just must be bored. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, we do, um, we do a great job here, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's because we're absolute professional legends. Um, but <laughs> today, Steph, what are we talking about today in episode 8? So today we are going to talk about our agency. Obviously, this is an au pair podcast and to be an au pair in the United States, you need to be part of an agency. There are many agency out there, <laughs> but we are going to be talking about like solely the agency that we are with. No disrespect to our agency or any other agency. But um, yeah, we are with Cultural Care Au Pair. We are indeed. Um, and then yeah. just as a little disclaimer, we don't speak for cultural care. We're mainly just giving our experiences with the agency thus far. Um, mm-hmm. So please don't take anything we say as like coming from cultural care. We just want to put that out there. I'm not sponsored by cultural care, unfortunately, but one day we mm-hmm. will be. Maybe. <laughs> and also nothing we say is fact or anything. We are giving our opinions uh and yeah nothing is sort of in disrespect or anything people may agree or disagree with things we say and that's okay opinions are valid unless they're not mine (laughs) (laughs) okay Okay. uh yeah so let's just jump right into it and kind of talk about maybe how how we found cultural care and why we start why we chose that one over another Mm -hmm. agency so stephanie why did you choose cultural care I think the main reason for me was that kind of as soon as I showed interest I was called by someone from cultural care and they were really open with giving me loads of information and answering any questions I had the person I spoke to was really friendly um the person I spoke to doesn't work there anymore but because that was a while ago um but they were really friendly nonetheless and then Also, I really loved the social media aspects with cultural care. They're so active on their social media and they also have like au pairs taking over their Instagram account and stuff. So there was a lot of kind of first these stories from au pairs that are in the US currently. So I got a lot of information and that made me feel like safe and secure with that agency. I felt like I knew what I was going into. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good thing. I remember when I found the kind of, you know types of agencies and the different agencies with with au pairing I remember cultural care kept kind of popping up and I kept seeing things for it on on different websites and stuff um and I think for me it was the fact that you know they've been around for more than 30 years so they're not just a brand new company and they've had a lot of experience I did a lot of research I have to admit when I was researching and you know wanting to become an au pair and a lot of the videos I watched were from au pairs who were with cultural care um, and like you said, the social media presence, I think, is a really good indicator um, because, I mean, you, a company can say all the everything they want to say about, oh, our au pairs 
uh, you know, happy and, you know, this and that and say all these amazing things. But I like that it's come from the au pairs themselves. And, you know, they're not yeah. like, they're not paid to say these things like that. They kind of do it off their own back. So I think having that social media presence is a great way to connect to to an audience. And like I say, having the 30 plus years of a background is what was re- really nice for me to know. Yeah, and you can also get information straight from au pairs in that experience so like if you have any questions on like kind of what it's like um or anything like that that maybe somebody that works for the agency if they haven't been an au pair before may not actually know from past experience you can actually get that information and actually know every little thing about being an au pair not just the kind of basics you know yeah and i find that with with the au pairs that i've spoken to in the in the past um I mean, I think generally au pairs are quite open and quite honest about things. So I remember when I was applying to be an au pair and I had like 100 million different questions that I feel like looking back now, I was like, well, they're a bit silly. But I think when, when you're new to it, you, you don't know all of the answers. So I remember asking all of these questions and then, you know, in a lot of the responses, she would give me a very honest kind of um, story or very, very honest opinion. But she would always kind of back herself up. So she, she was like, yeah, it's, it's never going to be perfect, but you've got your LCC, you've got your host parents, you've got these different resources to use. Um, so she made me feel that it was something that I could definitely do because I was really nervous about even applying for it. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be accepted. I was like, uh, should I even be an au pair? I have no idea what I'm doing. Do I do it? Do I not? Um, so speaking to actual real life au pairs was really, really helpful. And, you know, to know that they're honest about it, not always being 100%, you know, rosy and sunshiny and all that was was nice. So I kind of felt comfortable. And they've always said that cultural care has been really, really supportive. And I I mean, we I think we can both say we've pretty much found that they've been a very supportive agency so far mm-hmm. on our journey. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, when I first sort of looked into cultural care, I was kind of not thinking oh, I'm going to go be an au pair like that wasn't at the forefront of my mind I wanted to go away and experience another culture and be in another country but au pairing specifically wasn't what I was looking for so I I didn't personally research many other agencies because that wasn't kind of the route I was initially so mm-hmm. I looked at cultural care and au pair in America came up as well as another quite big agency so I looked into both of those but because cultural care was so nice and there was so much information there and it just looked so amazing and the, the company themselves are so amazing. That's what then made me go down the route of, you know, au pairing and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think you just get a feel for it. I mean, au pair in America are a great company. and Oh, yeah, they all are. Yeah, like there's au pairs that we know that are with au pair in America and they're amazing. And I think it's just what fits for you because they're very similar in certain ways. Like they're all, you know, legally it's pretty much the same stuff. Um, but I think it just comes down to experiences and the way the way that things are done. Um, but for us, so people that have kind of spoken to us before or who have been around since we kind of started this page, which wasn't that long ago, um, know that we both have the exact same coordinator who's called Roz. And mm-hmm. as again, as you know, uh, we pre-record these. So this won't be coming out until September. Um, so happy September if you're listening now. But it's currently the 17th of August, and I got a call today from Roz just to kind of update me on my flights and stuff, which should be happening next week. Um, So, by the time you listen to this, I should be in the US, fingers crossed. Um, But she also told me some very sad news that she's actually leaving um, cultural care in a few days, which is very sad. I was very shocked to hear that um, because Mm -hmm. 
I mean, we just wanted to take a minute to kind of appreciate Roz for the absolute legend that she is. And we know that she follows our Instagram page, which is nice. Um, so I just thought we could just take a second and just kind of bring about our experiences of, of Roz as, as our coordinator. So Steph, how do you feel about good yeah. old Roz? I mean, we all know that we both adore Roz. <clears throat> I mean, how could you not? She's an angel. <laughs> um, but I, so I applied for this program like two years ago, as you, as some of you may know already. And Roz didn't work there when I first applied. So it was another girl I spoke to. But I remember when I reapplied again in November last year, I remember the first call with Roz and I was just like, oh, she's so nice. And she was so supportive because there was a lot. I was really worried because I'd been turned down before because of my health. So I had a lot of kind of worries about reapplying and I was really anxious that I wouldn't get accepted again. But she helped me through all of it. And I had to go through a lot in the reapplication process with getting proof that I was able to work there for a year and sorting out all the health documents and everything. But she was there every single step of the way. And I knew that she was there and I knew that I could email her or call her anytime and she would be there to support me 100%. And she also really helped um, in regards to communicating to the American office and their kind of medical team, everything to help me get onto the program so I owe a lot to Roz and then also with the whole corona thing and the delayment in my departure date she's been so supportive and so helpful and she's just done everything possible in her power to be able to get me over there as soon as she possibly could she's always straight on the phone to me and to other people as soon as she has a bit of information she's there telling us everything she knows so we're never in the dark kind of about what's happening when Roz is on the other end of the phone. Um, So yeah, she's been amazing and um, she's going to be, it's going to be a great loss to the team, I think. Yeah. I think honestly, I mean, pretty much just kind of echoing what you said. So Roz has been there for me since I started. I remember I applied to the program, I think January, 2019. And since then, like, like you, a lot has happened with, you know, medical issues and then corona and reapplying and every time we kind of got one step ahead and we thought we were getting somewhere I'd get a call from Ros and be like oh this has got in the way and the amount of times she would just apologize and be like I'm so sorry like I know you're waiting we're doing everything we can and for me it's the fact that she wasn't it didn't feel like I was speaking to just some company person she genuinely wants Mm -hmm. us to get there and she genuinely wants us to get out there as soon as possible and so I think for me it's she doesn't feel like a coordinator I I know we've both said she feels like a friend doesn't she because yeah I am more than happy to pick up the phone and say like Roz what's going on even if it's like I mean the amount of times she's had an email or a text off me at like two o'clock in the morning (laughs) like I'm having a panic because I've thought of this one tiny thing and I don't know what I'm doing please please call me and she'll call me the first thing like on on the morning at like nine o'clock um so I think Roz is an absolute credit to cultural care and she will be a huge huge loss the team are great but the the team that she's leaving behind and she'll be amazing at the university where she's going to be working but I honestly I am so it sounds really weird I'm so so glad that Steph and I both got to experience um, cultural care Mm -hmm. with Roz because she's such an amazing human and she's an absolute credit to the company. Um, oh, yeah. Our little kind of, our little love fest for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't think um, the, the whole, all the problems that I've been through 
would have been as easy to go through if like mm. Roz wasn't there to support me because you know it's sometimes it's hard to get hold of a company and work through kind of issues but because she was so readily available and so supportive and like you said she was more of a friend to, to us it was so much easier to get through the difficult difficult times yeah she's lovely we do absolutely love her I'm just really annoyed that she's leaving the week before I fly out yeah <laughs> the timing on that Roz is just shocking I know but <laughs> she said she's gonna still follow our Instagram so she'll still be able to see all our adventures <laughs> yeah and she'll be popping that bubbly when we're both in America oh yeah she was so excited for like both of us when we got the got the news that we were leaving and we got she and T got her visa she was so excited <laughs> she squealed down the phone it was brilliant yeah. <laughs> oh um, it's so good so moving on from the whole Roz podcast we love you Roz we stand <laughs> um so we chose got to care and obviously you know we've talked about their social media presence and stuff um mm-hmm. so in terms of obviously this has been I mean again cultural care in some ways have been great at communicating certain things because COVID is this thing that obviously nobody expected. And so even though we've got lots of questions, I think the struggle that cultural care have is that they don't have all the answers because they're learning this as we are. So like yeah. an example is this whole visa exemption thing. I was the first au pair that Roz had kind of under her her umbrella of au pairs that was going yeah. through this. So when I came out of my embassy thing, I was like, this is what they've told me. What does this mean? And she's like, I find out, but you know, I'm going through this with you at the same time. So, I mean, it's good that the au pairs that are coming after me will kind of they'll have a bit more information for. But in terms of communication in general and with kind of COVID and all these other extra delays, Steph, how how would you kind of rate CC as we call them? I think that they've done really well as every agency has done in this time like you said we're all learning about this at the same time it's a crazy thing that nobody ever saw coming and it affects the au pair programs and the agencies massively so I think every agency including CC has dealt with it really really well as best as they possibly could mm-hmm. um, but as everyone and everything everyone has their like negative points and things that maybe they didn't do so well we want to put that out here. We're not dissing the agency at all because when you weigh up the pros and cons, there is a lot more pros to cons. So, yeah. but we do want to be honest here and we want to put everything out on the table so that everyone knows all the tea. That's why we called called tea. We're serving, guys. <laughs> serving um, the tea. Yeah, and so some things, some information that has come out or some things that have arised to do with exemptions and bans and corona has actually come from me (laughs) i have messaged ros or messaged someone from cultural care and been like this is what's happening this is the information and then they've been like oh we don't know anything about that and then they've gone and looked into it and then actually yeah that is the information that they needed so you know so so some a lot of things have been given from au pairs to the agency sometimes mm-hmm. and in regards to one example I have is when the training school closed and I was I'm friends with um a lot of au pairs who were going to be going to training school at the same time as me if we back in May and um it was the 10th of March and I got a group a message in the group chat saying oh the training school's closed but 
my office didn't know anything about that. A couple of other officers didn't know anything about that. But other officers were saying, yeah, that's true. Other officers were saying, no, it's a rumour. So the information had been given to some officers, but not all the officers. So there was a whole range of information going everywhere. And, you know, that's not cultural care's fault specifically. It's all to do with time zones and all that kind of thing. Because obviously, if America's on a different time zone, so some agencies, officers are going to get the information before others. But I think sometimes things are said that maybe shouldn't have been said because it either gives false hope or false information. So it was said, oh, no, that's a rumour. It's definitely not true. They shouldn't have said that. They should have said, we haven't heard anything about that as of yet, but we will find out about that and get back to you as soon as possible. Because yeah. saying, oh, that's definitely not true, it's a rumour, is giving them false hope that yeah. it's not true. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, yeah, I think sometimes it can be... It, it might just sometimes be the offices are not always talking to each other or it's like we're waiting to hear back from Boston and all this and yeah. all that. I understand that, you know, they want to reassure us and be like, yes, that's true. No, that's not true. But sometimes it actually it does help, doesn't it? If I would rather somebody say to me, I don't know the answer. I will look into it rather than yes. tell me that it's true when it's not kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, for the majority of, I mean, Steph, you and I have both been in this program a lot longer than normal yeah. repairs would be. We've been in this for more than a year. It's ridiculous. Um, so, well, I have. Um, so I think mm-hmm. that, I think on the whole, the communication between au pairs and the UK office, obviously we can't speak for cultural care in anywhere, but let alone any other, you know, country like Germany or wherever. Um, I think for the UK, we've been pretty good. And Roz has been obviously outstanding and we love her. I think Mm -hmm. sometimes the communication between the American office and the host parents is a little bit iffy. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm not a host parent, so I don't know the full details. But there was a small incident where I kind of dropped myself in it a little bit with my host parents. Um, And there was, I can't remember what the information was, visa proclamation stuff. And I said something to my host mum. I think it was about me being delayed or something. Um, and my host mum was like, well, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? We've not heard anything. Um, and so, but I was told by cultural care that they were telling me this information. And then they were immediately going to tell my host parents. Mm-hmm. My host parents hadn't heard anything about it. And then when they finally did hear any information, it was a very, very generic email that obviously was just sent to every host parent. Um, I think it was about when Trump banned the visa. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, they're, you know, they can't just sit down and individually write things and things like that. But I think it was a little bit difficult because it was a little bit... I mean, it didn't cause an issue between me and my host parents. It was just very slightly awkward where I was talking to my host mum as if she knew what I was talking about. Yeah. I was like, hang on, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, oh, crumbs. Ah, I've not, you yes. know, I've just kind of dropped myself in it. So I think maybe sometimes it's the timing of information and sometimes it's getting the correct information out there. But I, I do think, yeah, some, getting a generic email didn't really help. Mm-hmm. There weren't, I know, I know cultural care were kind of learning as, as this was happening, but there wasn't a lot of information in the email, apparently. Um, yeah. I'm not bashing cultural care. I'm just saying this is what we kind of experienced. 
yeah like you said everything's our opinion and experiences we're not dissing cultural care in any way but um yeah similar, <laughs> a similar thing happened to me as well and obviously I was supposed to leave in May my date has changed so many times I travel dates so many times I think I counted about eight or nine times and oh my god yeah and each time I was told that my host parents would be informed that my date had changed but then when I went to call them and like speak to them about it they had no idea that my date had changed so I was the one then to break the news that I would be even later and that was awkward for me I hated that and yeah, it wasn't the information I wanted to I wanted to give them because I feel like it should have been given by the agency. But they never once That's were told. Awful. Yeah. I can't imagine telling like Julia and Ricky up like nine times that yeah. it's all changed. I can't imagine doing that. And the first few times it was kind of just, Oh, so you know my dates changed till the ninth and they'd be like, What? You know, because I thought they already knew, like the same sort of thing as you just said. So I would kind of be like, oh, they haven't told you? Like, and it was so awkward and the worst thing. So that's one for me, that's the kind of the main thing for me that was, I kind of wasn't happy about. But, you know, <laughs> we're fine now. It happens. <laughs> Nobody's we're, perfect. You're on your way now. You're on your way now. Yeah. Um, and in regards yeah. to that, mm. I think they've adapted to the situation as best they possibly could because they've put this Serbia thing in place. Yeah, I honestly, like, I mean, well done. Just give me a little clap for cultural <laughs> care there. I honestly had no idea. I honestly, I, I expected them to email us and say, look, we there's nothing we can do until the start of next year. Like, there's no way around mm-hmm. it. And the fact that they found a way around it, I mean... I'm not sure if they were told they could get around it or if they figured it out themselves like the clever little sausages they are. Um, <laughs> but I, it's, it's something I never expected. And I was so yeah. shocked because I remember you telling me about it. Mm-hmm. And I remember at first hearing about it and it being, that's a rumour. And then Roz unofficially but officially confirmed it. And then I remember you talking about Serbia and I'm like, what are you talking about? I just, I didn't understand it the first time you told me it. Yeah. Um, it just it just blew my mind. I was like, what does Serbia have to do with America? I'm so confused. Yeah, it seemed like such a far fetch. I was like, this is not going to happen. There's no way that they're going to pay all this money out to send large groups of au pairs over to another country for two weeks. But here I am. And they haven't just put us in a country and like plopped us here and like, there you go, stay there for two weeks, see you in two weeks at the airport. They have mm-hmm. put us in an amazing hotel they have such good communication with the staff. The staff are so accommodating, so lovely. Um, they hold meetings every single weekday evening, which sometimes are a bit of a drag because sometimes it is training a school again, which I've already done. So it's a bit repetitive and stuff we already know. But it gets us together and it gives us something to do. And, you know, that's really good. And we speak to people from the training school in America, some of our contacts from America, Um some of the like counsellors that work with cultural care so people that we may not have even heard from we are chatting with and they're giving us so much information that maybe we wouldn't have gotten if this hadn't have happened and you know they play a movie every evening so we can go down and watch a movie um there's like there's 34 of us here this time 
and there's eight Brits, there's like eight Italians, and there's like 20 odd Spanish. And um, we <laughs> each had to uh, make like a themed night to introduce our culture to each other and like do something really cool that way, which is so fun. We all eat dinner together. And yeah, so they're trying to make it fun for us and getting us all involved with each other. It's a good time to make new friends. They, the first night, they kind of got everyone to say where they were going in the US so that we could see if there's anyone close to us. So yeah, they are doing really well. And like the training school staff are going to meet us at the airport in New York. So we still get to meet them, which is really cool. They've also given everyone a free training school hoodie, which is also really cool. Oh, yeah. That's nice. And obviously they're, yes. they're paying for I was very surprised when you said that they pay for the, the mm-hmm. hotel, the accommodation, the transfers, yeah. the breakfast, the dinner. I'm like, what? And you were like, oh, I've only got to bring lunch yeah. money, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, they pay for the accommodation, which, like I said, is a really lovely hotel. They pay for um, the transfers to and from the airport, so you don't have to worry about that. They pay for lunch, uh, breakfast and dinner. And... The flight, the flight yeah, and then they also pay for a night stay in New York City. Um, and then the flight, obviously, to our host family Ooh. and the hotel in New York as well. So there's a whole lot that they have put into this, which is really good. I think amazing. And there is two more groups coming after after my group. So there's some leaving on the 24th of August and there's another group sort of end of September, beginning of October as well. So that's so exciting. How exciting. I mean, that feels like you're definitely getting your money's worth because, I mean, I'm sure that we're, we're allowed to say we our programme fee is £1,200 in the UK. Obviously, there's a couple of things on top of that, like you have to get your visa on top of that and um, a few other things. But all in all, if normally, if you don't have to get any, any extra medical stuff, it comes to about £1,400, £1, all in all. And I think considering your flight to and from America is included in that £1,200 is insane. And I think that is just incredible. And I think that was a massive draw for me is that obviously £1,200 doesn't just drop out the sky and you have to work for it. And it's not, I feel like it's not a huge amount of money, but like I think it's really affordable for this programme considering you get an entire year in the US and all of this stuff is included and you get paid when you're there and you get all the support, blah, blah, blah. I think the amount of money that you're paying is amazing. And then obviously if you extend... It's only about three or four hundred dollars yeah. on top of that, so I think I think it's very good for its money and and, mm-hmm. and for its, for its yeah value. oh definitely and especially obviously like everyone was a bit annoyed that they were missing out on physical training school and obviously that is very disappointing because um, if you didn't know, cultural care do a, t- a week in New York City at a training school where you just do like childcare co- like classes and CPR and all this kind of stuff. And you get a tour of New York City and stuff. And a lot of people were very sad that they were missing out on that. And they wanted the money back for that. But only a small portion of the money goes into that part of the program. And for people now coming to Serbia for two weeks, that is a whole bunch more expensive than having a week at training school. So I think the fact... (laughs) Exactly. They didn't make us pay anything extra to come here. They just did it just to get au pairs over to America, which I think is really great. And I give props to them for doing that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, it is a on one hand, it is massively disappointed that you and I are not going to be at the physical training school because it's yeah. all you kind of hear about when you start applying. You see videos and pictures of training school. But on the other hand, we are going to be in that very, very small group of people that were kind of au pairs during COVID. Like, you are going to be only one of the few that got to go to Serbia, and I'll be one of the few that actually got an exemption. And, and so, on one hand, yes, I'm very upset that we're not going to be joining the masses of thousands of au pairs that have been through training school but we can kind of hold our own and be like well we are one of not that many and we've been we've I kind of feel like I was saying this to Roz earlier I feel like I value the program a whole lot more because you and I have had to fight so hard to get here so we've had all of this medical stuff that we had to do on top of everything and then COVID happened and we've had to you know you've had to go to Serbia I've had to fight to get an exemption and so I think you and I can both I'm not saying we're better than any other au pairs but I do think we appreciate it yeah. and value it a lot more because we have fought yeah. a lot harder They're just, to get here. there's been hurdle after hurdle after hurdle to jump over to get here <laughs> and I'm hoping mm-hmm. yeah and the, the hurdles, hurdles on fire, are on fire we're blindfolded <laughs> Our legs are tied. I know. And um, we're like, we're in the middle of a lightning storm and it's just, it's raining. Yeah. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we've jumped all, all the, the hurdles time. now and there's no more hurdles to come. It's just going to be smooth sailing from here on out. So keep your fingers crossed for us. <laughs> touch wood. Yeah, touch wood. Hopefully by the time you hear well, this, we will be in America. That you should be too. You should be. I should you be will. too. I better blow. You will. Be. I better be. <laughs> um, on the <laughs> subject of training school, I what also else? have to give them props for their online training school because that was kind of put together at very last minute, short notice kind of thing. They were kind of told, right, training school's closed, and they were like, mm-hmm. oh shit, we need to think of something to do in replacement of that that still gives them all the information and the training that they would have gotten at the training school so they literally in about a month get a powerpoint literally in a month they put together an online training school platform and it was an amazing platform honestly like they had all the aspects that you would have got at the physical training school they held a candy picnic which was basically just a group zoom call they you know got you involved (laughs) they did little activities they gave you all the training that you would have gotten at the training school and probably a little bit more and it was very easy to follow it was all very high tech very cool and I give them props for that because it was really 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 good so I'm really excited for training school because I mean at the time of recording it's currently Monday the 17th of August um, and I'm not due to start training school until a week today Um, so it's good to know that um that you've enjoyed it and then it's been a good thing and obviously if I get stuck I'm gonna be like Stefan what am I doing um yeah I am a bit um it's gonna be difficult to do training school with the hours and the way that I work and stuff um but in the nicest way I'll be glad when it's over because it means I'm just one step closer to my host parents and I also guess it's kind of you know if you're looking at the bright side we get to fly straight to our host parents we don't fly to New York and then we have to wait, you know, three, four, five more days so we actually get to see them, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, training school is long. It took a long time. And with the time differences with New York, you are, you know, working late into the night. But it's worth it. And also the, the CPR takes forever. It's very oh. long. But it, you got to do it, you know. And 
just the fact that they created this platform in such a short amount of time to such high quality is amazing. So, props. Well done. Well done, guys. Excellent. <laughs> Another thing. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I love about cultural care is the fact that they always send you emails with ways that you can keep in contact with your host families before you arrive which I think is a really good thing and they've also kind of stepped up that game since obviously COVID and most host families are having to wait longer for their au pair so you're going to need to keep in contact with them more often than maybe if you were going a bit sooner so for example they did the pen pal project which I think we've talked about before yeah, we, we've touched upon it, but they kind of said that it's like a running thing that they're still doing, but they're just sending out updates with like new activities. So like one of them was um, you print off this piece of paper and your host kids print it off and you both kind of draw each other over video call and there's taking me around the neighborhood kind of things. Um, there's quizzes and there's one for um, au pairs who speak another language. So kind of getting mm-hmm. basic words taught to each other. Um, so I think it's a fun way to kind of get, get in contact with people i mean we've done a podcast about how to stay updated with your host family so check it out guys check it out now (laughs) and also they also provide you with a travel kit which i really like the aspect as well because it's got so many so much information in there that you may not have even thought about kind of looking into and it provides you questions that maybe you want to ask your host families when you interview with them or when you arrive in the US and for people that don't speak English as their first language there is also kind of translations in there and ways that they can help improve their English so they can write down an English word and then kind of what it translates to in their language so that helps them kind of learn the language quicker and easier and it has like American conversions in there and places where you can write like doctor's information and (laughs) <laughs> or everything it just has everything in this little tra- travel kit <laughs> i'm sure there's like a um because i've got the old version of it from when i was supposed to go last year but we won't talk about that um <laughs> i'm sure there was like a little um card that you kind of folded and then you just ripped it out it was like um i can't remember what it's called like corrugated or serrated or whatever and it had like 911 in big letters and on the back yeah. of it was like the, the closest emergency room like you write it down and i was like yeah I think everyone knows to call nine one one if it's an emergency. <laughs> I think that was cute though, and it was it was a nice it was a nice little touch. I think, and it's got a little um a list for where you can write down everything you're packing. It's yep. got packing suggestions and make sure you bring all of these documents and you get to you know tick it off as you go along. So for me, I need a list, um, and that that's going to be helpful. I'm just waiting for my new one to arrive. Um, I mean, I'm going in like a week and a bit. Like, I need it now, guys. Please. Yeah, literally. But yeah, it's really handy. There's also um, like questions in there that you can answer. So things like it asks you what kind of things from your culture you're excited to share with your host family or what activities you want to do with your host kids. And also there's parts in there that go alongside the au pair courses that are on the online profile. Um, And on the basis of the online profile as well, I love their online profile. Mm hmm. Um, I think it's very detailed and I I actually really enjoyed filling mine out. I don't know about you. <laughs> Do you know what, hon? I loved doing my online profile. Yeah. I mean, it took an age and it's not something yeah, oh, you yeah. one sitting, but oh, I I enjoyed it because I kept... I don't know. It, it, it makes you kind of reflect on yourself as a person sometimes when it asks you about your personality and asks you about things that you like to do. And also you have to obviously 
write a letter to the horse family. So you, you it's, I, do you know, I found it really difficult to write it, not because yeah. I couldn't think of anything to say, but because I was like, what do, what do I think is important? What do I want to say to them? How do I portray myself? Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's a, it's a reflective tool and it doesn't mean to be. I think but I like it it was it was kind of fun yeah and I think also their online platform is really easy to access all the information you need so it's got like a travel section so when your like flights are available you can go on and see it's got all your like insurance details on there your pdf of your insurance card it's got all your lcc details the boston office contact details like everything on there so any information you need to get access to is available on your online profile, which I think is amazing. And also you can always access your online profile and your host family's profile for future reference as well, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I think that they're, they're very good at getting the kind of groundwork done. There's a lot of information yeah. that comes with being an au pair. And I think oh, it's God. very good because we know we know where we can get it. We know exactly where to get it, how to get it. Um, so I think ease of access is good. Um, but another thing about cultural care I love is the kind of emails that we get. Sometimes we we get emails and it's literally just a kind of an email that they'll send out to all the au pairs and it's just a kind of hey we're checking in kind of thing or just to let you know this is happening. Yeah. So I think I like cultural care in the way that they make it feel that everything's personal to you and yeah. they really do care. Like I know that we've said with Roz like we felt like she genuinely cared because she did she does and she did. Um, but I think cultural care has a very um kind of like family vibe friendly vibe yeah. i i personally really like cultural care and i think that they're doing an outstanding job not to say that other agencies aren't amazing as well i'm sure you know they're great in their own right mm-hmm. it's just the one that i kind of felt a bit more drawn to yeah and going connecting kind of the online platform and going back to adapting to covid they also have like a frequently asked questions and updates page on their website as well where every time they get an update on their end they will put it up on the website so you know exactly what's happening and kind of where they're at with updates and COVID and the situation with the bands and everything. So there's always that's always updated regularly. So always check that out if you're still kind of wondering what's happening and where um, CCR with getting au pairs over to America because they will have updates on there. And with that, I kind of feel like we're drawing naturally to a close. I mean, it wasn't a massively long episode today. We didn't you know, we didn't go into a lot of details about certain other things, but I just wanted to kind of come in and touch base with people because we have been asked before, why cultural care? What is cultural care? Why did you choose cultural care? And all these other things. So it's nice to just kind of finally get it down. I know I did a video about it on our Instagram page, but it's good to have a podcast as well. Yeah. We just, again, we just want to say we do not speak for cultural care. Um, there are plenty of other agencies and organisations out there. These are just, this is just the one that we chose and the one that we kind of felt drawn to Steph yeah. anything to kind of add to the end I mean I think it's good that we we talked about our agency because it's the main thing that people kind of want to know when they're first applying because it's obviously a big step with applying what, what agency do I go with this is this a good agency why is this a good agency why is it a bad agency you know whatever so I think being able to talk in detail about our agency is is good I would have liked to have known in-depth information about all the agencies before I started but yeah it was fun to have a little chat like you say we didn't we're not dissing cultural care with the couple of negatives that we whacked in there we just want to give an honest perspective of our experience with this agency but overall I love cultural care (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for us to be au pairs in America with 
cultural care um and as always our instagram dms are always open if you have questions about cultural care or if you want some help or advice um with your application obviously your coordinator is there to help you but as people that have gone through it more than once um we are there to help you guys if you do need it but apart from that thank you so much for tuning into this episode we we hope you you enjoyed it um and we'll, we'll see you again next week see you next week bye, bye. And that's the tea. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to our podcast to get all the tea on Life as an Au Pair. Be sure to follow us over on Instagram at Au Pair Tea. We'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.